It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Ward Whites. Hey, hey, welcome. Welcome one and all to the finally Friday edition of the program. Tom Barfield, Ryan Fox, Ward White is on vacation. He's back with us on Monday. I assume there's no telling. I mean, when you're when you're laid up on the beach, you know, you lose track of time. Well, yeah, it, well, you and you just may go. You know what? I'm not coming back. I, I, I kind of like this Cancun or Cozumel or stay here forever. Or, yeah, you know, wherever he's at. I, who knows? He. I mean, there's there's no telling. So anyway, uh, Ward is on vacation. We're glad you're with us this morning. We got uh, plenty to talk about, plenty to do. And as we eliminate Fridays, which is what we're doing today, that means what are we, two weeks away? Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today, it's Texas schoolboy football uh, on, on Friday. Well, it's some Thursdays, some Fridays. And we even have a Saturday game. It's several Saturday games, but we have a Saturday game in Temple. Uh, they'll be uh, in the Metroplex. So uh, we'll have you covered right here on ESPN Central Texas. Looking forward to it. So, uh, And there's scrimmage games coming up tonight. Yes. Uh, all over the place. All over the place. There's, Somewhere uh, held last night as well. Yeah. So we, uh, it's, you know, I, I think, I'm not sure why you scrimmage on Thursday, but, you know, who, who knows. Uh, but they're uh, they're scrimmaging. There's they scrimmage some scrimmage last night. Some will today. Uh, last night, I want to thank uh, the uh, athletic director at Robinson, uh, Lonnie Judd, new new AD there. He asked me to uh, come out and and MC their uh, Meet the Rockets event last night. A lot of fun. I mean, it was a big crowd. It was a big crowd. I, I like looking around that kind of deal because the excitement level is there. You know, you had every fall sport. You had your your band, your drill team, your your uh, uh, cheerleaders. I mean, you had all of those things, cross country, volleyball, uh, tennis, uh, football. You know, all of those, those uh, kiddos were there. And in uh, the stands were full with parents and grandparents and friends and just kind of fun, and it's it's a it's a new beginning, yes. you know, and and that's what uh, that's what was kind of exciting, and you know, most of the teams, well, the volleyball team's been playing, but uh, most of the teams haven't competed a whole lot. Tennis has competed some, but uh, you know, for football, they they've got a couple of scrimmages, and then they'll begin uh, in a couple of weeks. So everybody's is got a fresh start, and it's fresh start to to school, and th- they had the faculty. Formed the victory line, so the 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 uh, the the teachers were there to support the kiddos. So that That's was kind of awesome. it was a cool deal. That's awesome, and especially because the the off season between each football season always seems a drag, but it's probably more exciting for Robinson because they got a new head coach this year, new staff, new AD. So you know, it, it, again, new beginnings for uh, for the program, and and it was kind of fun. So we'll see how that all goes. So uh, yeah, there's there's scrimmage games tonight. And uh, and then uh, you know you really begin another week getting ready for uh, for uh, your uh, your opener coming up on either the twenty fifth, the twenty sixth, or the twenty seventh, and uh, we'll have games across the, our family of radio stations, including Waco High, right here on uh, Friday night, the twenty sixth. I believe we are in Fort Worth to take on Southwestern High School. So, the Raiders, yeah. 
Johnny Tusa, and uh, and I will be there for that one to look forward to it. So, Darren Burrow, we'll, uh, we'll have that one for you. And, of course, our Friday Night High School Football Scoreboard Show, all that stuff, all that stuff right here on ESPN Central Texas. Look forward to it. All right, uh, coming up this weekend, coming up tomorrow night, it's the Cowboys and the Broncos. Woo! You excited about it? Yes, I am. Why? Why? Live football. Is it? Yes. It's exhibition football from guys that are not going to be on the team. I'm, you know, Ward would say the same thing. Like, well, not as you're saying, but I'm, I'm just excited for live football, especially when it's the Cowboys. Who cares? <laughs> what have they won in 25 years? All they do is break the fans' hearts. That's a good point. That's all they do. Uh, no, I, I look, I, I'm, I'm going to watch, but I'm not, I, I'm I promise you, I'm not going to be glued to it for three and a half hours. I get that. Uh, you know, I, I, do you play any of your regulars tomorrow? I mean, there's, a, as far as the Cowboys are concerned, there's a lot of questions about who the starters are, especially on offense with, and particularly the wide receiver core. Like it'll be a good chance to see all those young players who have a chance to step up and maybe make an impact when there's only one clear wide receiver one, and there's no clear you know two through four. It'll be a good opportunity to see these guys step up. I, I'm more curious, and we're going to have Kyle Yeomans on the broadcast. Kyle with the uh, Cowboy Network. In fact, he'll be the sideline reporter for the television uh, broadcast tomorrow night. But Kyle is in Denver, and we're going to have him on the program coming up uh, around eight uh, thirty this morning and I'm curious as to how the practices have gone I think they probably will get will have gotten more done in the in the practices where you're you're going good on good than they will in the exhibition game where again it's going to be guys probably need to tape you know their name to the helmet so we'll know who they are I mean that kind of deal uh I just don't get jazzed up about the preseason stuff just don't. I mean, yeah, clearly not as much as when the regular season starts, but still. Well, let me ask you this. You're a high school football fan? Yes. There's scrimmage games tonight. Are you as excited about a scrimmage game tonight or as you are uh, for the uh, the first non-district game in two weeks? Probably not. Well, then why are you all jazzed up about an exhibition NFL game? Just, it's just live football. Just because I'm not as excited as I would be for a regular game doesn't mean I can't be excited at all. All right. You guys, I mean, you know, and again, I promise you, Ward's going to be glued to the set. Then on Sunday, he'll spend all day Sunday going back and looking at the video of the Cowboys and the Broncos, dudes that are not going to be around. I mean, that's that's what he, I guarantee you that when we see him on Monday, that'll be his conversation. Well, yeah, Sunday I went back and, and broke down the film. Well, I'd probably be more excited for a high school scrimmage because at a high school level, you know, most of the guys playing in a high school scrimmage are the guys that are going to end up playing on Friday nights. But uh, it's not the same energy level. Yeah. It's not the same. It's just not the same stuff. I mean, I get it. I'll probably go see somebody tonight. I don't know. Bounce yeah, around. Am, yeah, I am too. But that doesn't mean I'm all hyped up about it. No. I'll be hyped up in a couple of weeks. Of course. When we, of course. When we see real, real, real football that begins on the 26th. Anyway, all right. Did you um, did you watch the Field of Dreams last night? I did catch some a couple innings, two or three. I I don't know about you guys, man, but uh, I was when they would show the the and and again I thought Fox 
did a brilliant job with showing the game. I mean, the actual mm-hmm. pictures of the game. Uh, the the aerial view, I guess that oh, was a drone is yeah. what I'm going to assume. Either that or like a helicopter or something. Uh, no, you, you, it's too loud. Make, yeah. Yeah, it was a drone. Okay. So the drone, I mean, the, the pictures, the aerial view was spectacular. Mm-hmm. And then I love the shot from behind home plate where you're looking out and all you see is like, what is that? A telephone pole or electric? I mean, there's a couple of poles out there. Uh, there's, there's, there's just nothing. It's just, just open space. It was, it, I just thought it was unbelievable. And I thought that they, I thought Fox did a, a remarkable job of presenting the telecast. And I didn't catch it live, but that I saw it later on social media, that little scene where Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. came out together, came out of the corn together. I thought that was awesome. Well, I didn't see that live either. Again, I had I was I was doing some stuff, but yeah. I, I got to watch the last three, four innings of the mm-hmm. game, and it turned into a good game. Uh oh, yeah. four two final. Uh but I just thought I thought Fox again and I, t- I said this yesterday. I th- sometimes I think when you, the bigger the game, the more overproduced it is. I mean, with just way too much stuff. But this was uh, this was this was well done. Oh yeah. And I believe because I was I was about half asleep <laughs> watching late last night. Uh, but I believe John Smoltz. They 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 talked to John Smoltz, and I believe his father passed away yesterday. Oh. And he went ahead and worked the game because he said that's what his father would want him to do. So, uh, condolences to to the Smoltz family. But uh, what a, what a tough tough decision he had to make. But he said, you know, what really wasn't tough because that's what his father would have wanted him to do. So, uh, pretty cool on the part of John Smoltz. And again, I think he is terrific oh, yeah. uh, as as the analyst. Uh, they're, you know, there's replacing Buck on the play-by-play is, is because I, for me, Buck is better on baseball than he is on football. I agree completely. I, and I think he's really good. And again, he grew up in, in a ballpark. I mean, his dad was the voice of the Cardinals. Cardinals. So, uh, anyway, uh, it, it was, uh, I thought well done, well presented. And again, and I don't think they're going to do it next year. I think there's going to be some construction and uh, refurbishing of that area, so they're not going to be able to do the game next year. So it'll be 24 before it returns. But I, I thought uh, I thought it was well done yesterday. You? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, what are they doing construction wise? Are they just I, adding more seats or I, something? I don't know what they're doing. I just said I just saw that they said there's going to be some refurbishing. Yeah. and some things done and. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to do a game in 23. All right, uh, we are off and running. It is uh, 10 minutes after 7. 7 7.10, this is game time for a, um, what is this, Uh, Friday. Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy, is it ever. Uh, Friday morning, we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. What do you say we get a check on the weather forecast? The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. All right, it's going to be partly cloudy today with uh, cloudy conditions turning uh, later this evening, maybe after 4 or 5 o'clock, something like that. Look for a high today of 99, the overnight low 76. Currently, the sun is on the rise in the heart of Texas, and we've got 77 degrees. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott Man. 
Jersey. 43 yards, a touchdown. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Broncos, Saturday night at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tag, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to game time. 7-15 here on Friday morning. Don't forget John Moore's coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Let's talk some Rangers baseball and some Astros baseball, shall we? Holy moly. I guess so. Astros win it 7-3, to three, and it wasn't really even that close, was it? No, it was 7 to nothing at one point. 7 to nothing. 
Texas does not score until the eighth inning. They get two in the eighth, one in the ninth en route to a 7-3 loss. They're now 49-62. and 62. So to reevaluate goals, what is now a realistic goal for wins for this team? A realistic goal. Is it still 70? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I I don't know if this team will get to 70. I think they could still get to 60. There's how many games left? Like 40-something? Uh, well, I mean, Let's they've see. played 100. 111, so there's 51 games left. 51 games I left. I think they can definitely get to 60, but 70, I'm not entirely sure. So you're saying only out of 51 games, they're only going to win 11 more? Oh, come on. <laughs> There's 51 games. You're telling me they're going to lose four out of five the rest of the way? I'll tell you what. I, I covered the game yesterday, and they looked absolutely flat the whole time. There was no energy. They they weren't even high-fiving each other whenever they scored or anything like that. Well, they were down 7 nothing, so that's understandable. But they just they just haven't played with any energy lately. And does a lot of that have to do with the team that's they're playing against? That's absolutely going to be either be. the best in the American League could or be. or the uh, or the second best team in the American League. But I, I, again, sometimes I think you have to tip your hat to the opponent. And, and mm-hmm. clearly, the Astros are far better than than the Rangers. I mean, it started with their starting pitcher, Framber Valdez. He was unbelievable. Seven seven innings pitched, only gave up four hits, no earned runs, and eight strikeouts to one walk. Dominant. Well, not good for the Rangers. I, I'm just curious. What is a realistic goal with 50, 51 games left in the season? What is a – is it tw- – if, even if they went 10 games under, surely they can win 20 games. 20 and 31. Right now they are what? Uh, they're 49 and 62. So they are 13 under 500, right? Yeah. They're 13 under 500 at 49 and 62. Please tell me they can win 20 games. Which gets them to 69 wins. Even if they got to 20 wins which would get them to 69. Is that, in your opinion, marked improvement when you're talking about having spent the money that they spent in the offseason to, quote, improve their club? I mean, and it's all in the eyes of the beholder, but Mm -hmm. I'm having trouble going, okay, you spent $580 million in players to, to improve nine games. That's I thought that I thought a realistic goal should have been around five hundred. You know, uh eighty one and eighty one. Somewhere in that neighborhood. A realistic goal. I thought I really did. I thought with the improvements that they made, that eighty one wins was doable. Which would have been marked improvement. I mean, from yes. sixty to eighty one, that's a but can they get to 60? Now you're wondering, can they even get to 69 wins, 70 wins? Yeah, they would have to finish the season on a final stretch of 32 and 19 to finish at 500, which... No, that's not going to happen. No. I mean, as you pointed out during our break, they got Seattle coming to town uh, th- this week, uh, starting tonight, and they haven't exactly played well against the, no. the Mariners. 
So and, and it doesn't matter where they play. They they whether it's in Seattle, where it's in Arlington, or it, it just doesn't matter. So can this team? I mean, what is a realistic goal? I, I think we'll try to get we'll try to get one of our our baseball experts on uh, maybe early next week and see see what uh, what they're thinking. But uh, I, I it just it's frustrating to look up and in you know you had high hopes that this was going to be step one, and, and none of us thought that they were going to go out and win the American League West. I mean, you know, we joke about it, but. N- Look, we, we knew where this team was, particularly on the mound and particularly when it comes to some depth issues. But surely we, uh, they're, they're going to be better than a 60-win you know, team. And I, I get it. You, you know, and, and, and I promise you the narrative will be, well, we are better, even though the wins don't show it. We're a much better club. And they probably are. However, at the end of the day, does anybody care? At the end, isn't it about wins and losses? That's what it all boils down to. I mean, it's that's that's what you're ultimately judged on. You can talk about improvement, and you can talk about you know we're closing the gap, and we're not getting beat thirteen to four. We're getting beat seven to three, and you're closing the gap. I I get that, but at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses, And, and people's jobs, unfortunately. But that's what you signed up for. You knew going in that hey, it's a you know it's about it's a it's about productivity. Now, how does the front office judge productivity? Do they judge it on wins and losses, or do they judge it on what we just talked about, closing the gap, getting better? And again, I think the club is better. I mean, they have to be better than what that roster looked like I'm, last year. A lot of their wins, or uh, excuse me, a lot of their losses were by one run. They've got a ton of those. Yeah. They're just good enough to lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've seen that. What They've lost, what, 24 one-run games or something like that? 23 or 24. Yeah. So, uh, and I think they're like, what? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's pitiful how bad they are in one-run losses. I, I think there's, I mean, I think they're less than five wins. I think they're like four and 24 in those one-run games. Are you, uh, you looking that up right now? Yes. Okay. But I, I, I and again, I, I don't have the number exact, and we're looking that up. But I think the team is, you know, when it comes to those close competitive ball games, they're not very good at all. So as of July 29th, they were five and twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, that, two uh, weeks ago, whatever it was, yeah, two weeks ago they were five and twenty-three in one-run games. And again, I'll say to you. Turn that into 500 baseball. Yeah. And, the, and they've only had two run one-run one games since then, and they won one and lost one. So they're 6-24 and 24 and run one-run one Paul games this season. 6-24. and 24. That's it. What, what if they were 15-15? and 15? You know, nine more wins right now. Wouldn't that look a lot better? You'd yes. be sitting there with, uh, you know, <laughs> you'd be sitting there with uh, – 58 wins instead of 49. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's 500 baseball in one-run games. But they're not. They're 6-24. and 24. They're just not very good in close competitive ball games. Anyway, all right, so they're home tonight, and they begin a series with the Seattle Mariners. Now, are you going any this weekend? I know you guys are season ticket holders. I believe our next ticketed game is next Tuesday, and that would be against Oakland. Ah, the Fighting A's. Yes. 
Oh, by the way, did you see who hit a three-run home run last night for the Dodgers? Joey Gallo? Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. How about it? Who leaves the Yankees uh, and gets pushed out the door in the middle of the season, goes to Los Angeles, another tremendous club, and produces a three-run homer last night for the uh, for the Dodgers. Good for him. How about that? All right, it is a 725. We're 25 after 7. Coming up uh, in a couple of minutes, we are going to visit with the uh, head football coach of the Broncos of Lake Belton High School. We'll talk some high school football with Brian Cope. Want to get some thoughts on uh, on their program as they head into their first UIL season. They they the first couple of years they've uh, they played a very non-traditional schedule as they were, you know, just finding ball games against teams that that uh, had open dates and things of that nature while they were putting their program together. And this is their first, uh, with realignment, this is their first foray, if you will, into UIL competition. They're going to be in four D- District 4-5A Division One, So they're going to be in the league with Waco High and those guys. Yes. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see. And, and this team, from what we understand, is loaded for bear. They uh, are going to be very, very good and uh, very – you know, very athletic. I mean, they got some tremendous guys that are uh, being heavily recruited all across the country. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to Coach Cope about that, and uh, we'll uh, we'll take a look at uh, we'll take a look at the uh, at the program coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, you were uh, looking something. Yes, else. they they went nine and zero in their outlaw schedule last season, and they return all twenty two starters from that team that went nine and zero. So they got a Pretty good look. Pretty good looking team coming into a UIL play. So I'm just curious, and we'll get into it with him. How what's different now that they are in a district? And we'll talk a little bit about that coming up in a few minutes when we visit with Coach Cope. All right, uh, we are presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. During the Make This Summer event, go Alan Samuels is celebrating with incredible. And I do mean incredible 2022 deals. They've got all kinds of great vehicles, and they're making deals on the on the uh, Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, the Wrangler, the Renegade, the Wrangler 4XE. Uh, they've uh, they've got all kinds of great great deals going on. How about the 22 Ram truck uh, and you know just an unbelievable vehicle. They've got those vehicles in stock. They've also got a great selection of pre-owned vehicles, and of course, it's an award-winning service department. It is a complete package when you visit Ted Teague and his crew over at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Check them out today. You can uh, look online at allensamuelsdcj.com. You can go kick a tire at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. Or as we mentioned, you can check them out online at allensamuelsdcj.com. It's Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Everyone with the Cowboys training camp report from Colorado. I'm Christy Scales. The joint practice with the Broncos included several skirmishes. Details after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. 
It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Several thousand fans were on hand for yesterday's joint practice, which got chippy with at least five skirmishes between the Cowboys' offensive line and a physical Denver defensive line. The 95-degree heat and the mile-high altitude got to big guys like 310-pound starting defensive tackle Neville Gallimore. Get a little jog and you're like, oh, snap, I can't really breathe, right? So I thought I was tripping. I was looking around. I'm like, is it just me? Like, I, I'm solid for, you know, a few reps, but one or two, and I'm, I'm looking around, and, you know, the check engine light came on. So I... It was good work for the starters yesterday, and the DAC to CD Lamb connection was working well, but don't expect to see them or other starters in tomorrow night's preseason opener, which kicks off at 8 o'clock Central. With the boys in Colorado, I'm Christy Scales. And our Cowboy Update this morning brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Check them out at richardcarr.com. At Central Texas College, they know that in the real world, life gets in the way of plans sometimes. That's why they offer day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple sites to fit your schedule. More importantly, they can save you thousands at one of the most affordable colleges in the region. Interested in moving up in the world? Learn more at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College, for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Astros beat the Rangers 7-3 to claim the season series. Houston has won 10 of the 14 games played so far with five games still left to the series. The Astros host Oakland this weekend. The Rangers are at home against Seattle and you can hear tonight's game on ESPN Central Texas. Midway All-Stars are back on the diamond tonight. They're 2-0 in pool play at the Little League Softball World Series and take on Virginia tonight at 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Two NFL preseason games last night. The Giants beat New England 23-21 and Baltimore top Tennessee 23-10. The Cowboys start the preseason against Denver tomorrow night while the Texans face New Orleans. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Sports, ESPN, Central Texas.
731. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan, we're glad you're with us as uh, we roll through a uh, Friday morning. Ward White is on vacation and will be back with us on Monday. So we'll have that for you. Coming up uh, at the top of the hour, we're going to visit with Matt Walters from the uh, Kansas State broadcast team. See what's going on with the uh, with the uh, KSU fall camp. We'll also check in with uh, Kyle Yeomans around 8.30 this morning. Kyle uh, is in Denver. He'll be covering the Cowboys and the Broncos, that first exhibition game coming up tomorrow night. We'll have the radio broadcast with Brad Sham right here on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Kyle will be working the television broadcast. He'll be on the sidelines for the, I believe it's the Silver Star Network. And we'll talk to Kyle about the uh, the Cowboy game with the Broncos. Uh, and that'll be coming up uh That'll be coming up tomorrow evening right here on ESPN Central Texas, so keep that in mind. We're going to talk some high school football. We are efforting right now, Coach Brian Cope of the uh, Broncos from Lake Belton High School, and we were, you know, you're, you're looking, and this is a brand new school. It's uh, This fall will be their third year in existence in the Belton ISD, and uh, we were just looking at their, their Letterman situation. They're, they return 49 Letterman. They return all 11 starters on both sides of the football. And it's a program that, uh, it, it, as we mentioned, played a uh, sub-varsity schedule and, uh, and, you know, just kind of picked up games here and there where they could and to build their schedule the first couple of years. And in their first two seasons are 18-1. and one. But I will tell you this, when you look at Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, uh, the uh, projection is that uh, the, the Broncos will finish second in this uh in in this deal in this district district four five a division one uh the uh dave campbell's texas football magazine has them projected to uh to to uh finish second middle Lothian is is predicted to uh to win district four five a with lake belton second red oak third and shoemaker is uh scheduled to uh to finish fourth with Ellison fifth, Colleen sixth, Cleburne seventh, Granbury eighth, and uh, Waco is predicted to finish last in the district. And and again, it's a big district. You only play two non-district games, and then you uh, you dive right into your district schedule. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how how it goes for for Lake Belton. It will also be interesting to see it, how it goes for Waco High, making the transition from district from six A down to 5A Division One and back into Central Texas. You know, they were in that 6A district that uh, mainly encompassed the uh, the Metroplex. Uh, Waco and Midway both having to move to uh, to uh, to play those the last couple of years in the uh, in the uh, in the Metroplex having to play the likes of of Cedar, you know, Cedar Hill and and uh, and DeSoto and, and and Duncanville and those type teams and man oh man they uh you know that was just under the under the condition even if your program is at its peak you are going to be in some you know some serious competition but they just the the uh, Waco program just wasn't there and they struggled you know mightily to compete in that in that league and Ryan they're going to uh, they're going to step down they're going to play in 5A Division 1 which you know that suits them I think a lot better but more more than that they're going to be back playing a lot of the teams from Central Texas I realize that Middle Othin and Cleburne you know got the you know a metroplex feel to it 
Uh, not quite midplex, but you you get my the, the gist. But most yeah. of these teams are going to be teams that they're very familiar with. I mean, for years, you know, the Waco Lions and the Clean Kangaroos played each other, and and so Shoemaker and and all of these type these type programs. So uh, for uh, for the Waco Lions, I think it'll be interesting to see how they respond back playing teams that they're familiar with, mainly headed south. I mean, again, there's a couple of teams in the north. Uh, again, you, we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, we're talking about Middle Lothian and we're talking about Cleburne. But for the most part, you're going to be headed back to familiar territory, playing Colleen, Colleen Ellison, and, and teams like that. And that'll help going into your first year as a, in a UIL district. It'll help a lot when you have a lot of familiarity with your opponents, you know, teams from the area. It, it'll help a lot because you know – what to expect with these teams. Yeah, you're talking about Lake Belton. Yes. Yeah, I was I was referring to Waco High making oh. the move down from 6A to 5A. Uh, so, but you're right. But for for Lake Belton, you know, they're going to be playing, you know, playing programs that uh, they should be somewhat familiar with. And as they make that transition into UIL, it'll be interesting to see how they do. All right, uh, 737, we're 23 away from 8. We're going to take a break, and we're coming right back with more in just a moment. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. We are pleased to have with us the new commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, Brett Yormark. I'd like to build the brand of the Big 12 um, in New York. I'm not sure a lot of people know the Big 12 brand. And candidly, I want to make it a national brand that's recognizable all over the country. And when student athletes are in their senior year and they're contemplating what's next, I want them to say, I need to go to the Big 12. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new lotes Esquites jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Berea menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Berea enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the... Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254 254- for 301-7760 and you too will be saying I love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off 535. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Astros beat the Rangers 7-3 to claim the season series. Houston has won 10 of the 14 games played so far with five games still left to the series. The Astros host Oakland this weekend. The Rangers are at home against Seattle, and you can hear tonight's game on ESPN Central Texas. The Midway All-Stars are back on the diamond tonight. They're 2-0 in pool play at the Little League Softball World Series and take on Virginia tonight at 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Two NFL preseason games last night. The Giants beat New England 23-21 and Baltimore top Tennessee 23-10. The Cowboys start the preseason against Denver tomorrow night while the Texans face New Orleans. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service and Good Feet. All right, 740, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's uh, let's head down to Belton, Texas, Lake Belton High School and the uh, and the uh, Broncos, and let's talk to head coach Brian Cope. Coach, good morning, and uh, how are you this morning? Man, I'm great, man. It's, a, uh, it's scrimmage day. We actually get to go against uh, somebody else for the first time uh, since November of last year, and uh, – Man, we're really, really excited about the opportunity that, that awaits us uh, tonight, but also this year as well. Co- Coach, talk a little bit about that that transition. Obviously, you're going to be in a in a UIL district for the first time, and ha- has that changed the the attitude, or is it, or is there a little more pep in the step because you are in a UIL district? I mean, how has that transition gone? Uh, it's gone really, really well. You know, when we walked off the field in Davenport you know, over in New Braunfels last year, um, our kids wish they would have had the opportunity. But we talk all the time about trying to, to take care of what you can control. Uh, and we couldn't control that. And uh, that's nothing we're upset about or anything. We're just going to find a way this year to try to give our kids the very best experience possible. Hey, Coach, uh, you – Bring back a team that went nine and zero last year with all twenty two starters and all forty nine lettermen for for that matter. How does that help you heading into your first season of UIL district play? It, you can already tell the difference uh, from day one. Um, our, our kids understand our scheme really, really well. Um, if they make a mistake, the kids are coaching up that mistake, um, and, and then the, the coaches are there to be a a good positive role model. Um, and, and so we've, we've laid a really good foundation, we feel like, through a lot of hard work um, by our coaching staff and our kids and our community. And so we're uh, really looking forward to, to, you know, August 26th when we play Rouse, but looking forward to tonight with Midway and Midland Legacy and then next Thursday with Scrimmage and Kerrville Tivy as well. Interesting that uh, because you were not in a district last year, so you do get that, that second uh, scrimmage this year, right? Yeah, we chose not to have spring ball. Um, you know, without all those returners, we felt like getting a second scrimmage um, against quality opponents was going to be more beneficial for us. Um, and so, you know, I guess we'll look back in, in December of this year and figure out if that decision was good or not. But, you know, we're just getting after it. And, and our kids, uh, the physicality that they're bringing in practice has been really, really impressive. 
when you and you talk about the accountability of your of your football team when you when you look at this team and, and I know that you've got experience back and and Ryan mentioned that but have you seen a kid or two that you, that that has kind of taken that next step maybe kind of surprised you a little bit here in, in fall camp so here's here's something that I think is interesting when you have a new program is a lot of times you can rely on what you've done in the past um, from the season to season, uh, not the first year because there was no past. Um, but I'll give you a perfect example. Christian Koontz was our starting center for the last two years. Uh, we moved him to tight end. Um, we've moved some kids from safety to corner or linebacker to safety. Uh, we really haven't sat and said, oh, this is just how we do it. Uh, we do, a, a, I think, a really good job as a staff of evaluating our kids and our personnel and trying to put them in the best spots to be successful uh, for the year. I mean, there's different uh, lineman types that you're going to, that we're going to go against this year. Um, and so really just trying to make sure that, that we're, we're fitting into what makes going to make us the, the very best we can be this year. Brian, have you, have you ever gone through a situation like this where you literally started something, a, a football program scratch? So it's kind of interesting. Um, so when I was in high school, I was the third graduating class of a school. Uh, my, my dad, who was a longtime coach uh, and head coach in Houston, he opened the school as an offensive coordinator. So I was in eighth grade at the time and they opened just like us ninth and 10th. So that was kind of fun to be a part of and build traditions and see how that goes. And then I coached for a year at Cy Woods high school um, under one of my mentors, David Jones, and they were in year five. So everything was still kind of shiny and new and what they did um, and then when I was at Consol as the OC, uh, that's when College Station High opened. <laughs> so, so you've seen this before. I've seen it. And ironically to say, every one of those that I've been a part of or, or around were, you know, there's a lot of different ways when you open a school. Some people go play varsity right away. Some people wait one year. You know, we waited two. And ironically, every one of those three schools that I just mentioned were both wait two years and then go. And so that's, so I've kind of seen it, um, not necessarily been in it at first, but I've seen it from a little, so that's been really helpful, I think, in the process. So, so what have been the challenges in, as you, as you go through this process to get to, to where you are today? I think you have to be um, that much more detailed because um, Adults don't know where their meeting rooms are at first, you know, neither do kids. And you want to make sure anytime there's confusion that takes place, kids see that. And so you want to really and truly um, just make sure that everybody is all on the same page. And that takes a little bit more time and effort. Um, but I will tell you this, I was making up the weekly schedule for next week uh, this morning when I got to the office and I was able to pull up last year's weekly schedule uh, that we had for our scrimmage week. And there, yeah, there's some changes that had to be made, but it's not like I had to create the whole document to begin with, which uh, only took about 15 minutes versus probably an hour in the previous years. We mentioned you're in district four, five, a division one. That's a big district. There's nine teams uh, in the district. So you're playing eight district ball games, just two non-district games. And not that you could control that. That's that's coming out of Austin. But are you are are you a fan of a bigger district like that, or would you have liked to have had four or five uh, non district games? Well, just so y'all know, I'm a Houston kid. <laughs> well, so there's if you your answer. Ever told me that I would have I would be coaching in Region One uh, <laughs> in, in my career. I'm not sure. I would have probably looked at you a little bit crazy. 
Um, but it's great. What a great opportunity against, man. Eight good programs, um, known programs across the state. Um, I, I told the Lions Club yesterday, you know, we had to travel playing that outlaw schedule down to Poteet, up to Fort Worth, uh, down to Houston on a Saturday in Katy. Um, so I guess they saw that we traveled well and said, hey, let's keep doing it for them. <laughs> so you, um, you think so, you're going to be able to find Colleen in, in Waco then? <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure what it's like to go on a 20-minute drive um, and, and to get to a place. And so for us traveling, you know, we go to – to the South Dallas side this year with Midlothian and Red Oak. And then next year we'll go to uh, Cleburne and Granbury. We're, our, our kids are used to those trips. They understand what it means to stop in, um, in a, a Bucky's and, and eat our Chick-fil-A sandwich and, and get right back on. Um, and so they're used to that. So I think that's going to help a little bit um, for us on travel. What, what are you looking for out of these, these first couple of scrimmages as you get ready for, uh, for your first non-district ball game? Yeah, I want to see how we handle the battles up front. Uh, that's where my eyes are going to be a lot, uh, which is ironic because I'm a receiver guy at heart. So normally my eyes get to the perimeter pretty quickly. Um, but I'm really going to, to, to evaluate, I think we all are as a staff, of how we're handling those battles um, on the O-line and D-line. Um, we think we've had a really good camp so far. Um, but, you know, it's not just having one or two D-linemen we'll go against. There'll be four or five. Um, same thing on the offensive uh, on the offensive side as well, and so I think that's where we're going to be. And then also, I mean, like everything, you want to try to come out injury free, uh, but that's that's what every head coach is praying for before they start those two scrimmages or or one. Are you are you okay with the high expectations? Uh, one publication has you picked second in the district. Is is that is that good with you? You know, we talk all the time. That, that Alabama doesn't worry about anybody else but Alabama. Um, and we want to make sure that we, we can't control those things. We're going to worry about ourselves. Um, I'll give you an example. Our Tuesday practice was just okay. And we said, hey, man, we got a, good teams go and after a bad practice, which happens. They're, they're high school kids. How are we going to respond to that? And, and, man, our kids had probably the best practice we've had in school history on Wednesday. And so I think that was a really good sign of what kind of leadership we have. Um, and we're going to take care of ourselves, and we'll let the chips fall where they go. Hey, Coach, we know you're busy. We appreciate your time. Uh, and uh, Have fun tonight, and, and thanks thanks so much for being with us, and uh, look forward to seeing you as uh, as the season unfolds. No problem. Thank you all, man. Thank you all for all that you all do. And, and uh, like I said, man, we uh, great kids, great community, great coaching staff, and man, unbelievable administration have made this a, a great uh, exciting time to be a Bronco, and so can't wait to, to see everybody uh, on Friday night. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. 
From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White is on vacation. I'm still, I'm envy. I mean, guy goes on vacation in August. Who does that? It's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, we welcome you back into the program. Uh, we, uh, we're we going to talk some college football with you. We're going to talk some Kansas State football as we welcome into the program from the uh, Kansas State broadcast team, Matt Walters. Matt, good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, leave your teammate alone. You're always on vacation. That's not true. It's yes, just it is. Every day of your life is a vacation. Well, yeah, it's you know what? Yeah, when when we're doing this for a living, yeah, I mean it's you know not like we're working or anything. But don't tell nobody that. Uh, okay. Hey, let's 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 talk about Kansas State. First of all, talk to me about Chris Kleiman and in 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 just how your relationship is with Chris and how his relationship is with the media. Uh, we, we've had a chance to talk to him a couple of times at Big 12 Media Days, and I really, really like this guy. And I would echo those sentiments. I mean, it's uh, it's been a little bit of a process, I think, for him. You know, jump from North Dakota State to K-State. Uh, you know, figure out the lay of the land. He is an incredibly sharp coach, and I think he's gotten better as a coach, Tom, from – you know, day one when he stepped foot here in Manhattan, uh, I think, you know, he and his staff communicate very well. There's been, you know, there there have obviously been a couple of changes um, since day one with, you know, Colin Klein becoming the offensive coordinator this year. But um, he has, you know, altered some things in terms of not just how the team practices, but, uh, you know, to try to, I guess, make sure they have the right mind mentally especially come Saturdays you know he gets along great with the media um you know I just I I just think he goes about things the right way and you know when you when you're the head coach at Kansas State it's it's obviously a a little bit different than you know if you're Kirby Smart or Nick Saban or you're you know like Brent Venables now at at Oklahoma but he's got a nice reign on things and uh, I think the the biggest thing that's really changed is what the locker room has been and, and the chemistry that this football team and football program has is, uh, I think, noticeably different than when he stepped foot in uh, MHK. What 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 are the expectations uh, for for the program in the community? What are the expectations? What what what's the media feel? Uh, the the expectations are for this program in twenty two to win uh, and, and win now, uh, you know, this is a, this is a program that's become a, a proud program and, you know, it's a program that doesn't, uh, doesn't feel like it needs to, to take a back seat. Uh, there have been some, you know, there've been some uh, bumps in the road since Bill Snyder retired for a second time, but uh, I, I think K-State's flight path right now is, is a good one. Um, you know, just this is this is how I react to certain things, Tom. And you and I have known one another a long time. You know, granted, uh, the Mad Cow and the Covered Wagon are, are leaving for a different side of um, you know the fence, but not everybody can play at those schools. Uh, not everybody can play at 
uh, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, you name it. But with what K-State has done from, you know, Bill Snyder's time to Chris Kleiman's facilities are, are second to none. Uh, it is a town, and, you know, Waco's the same way in a lot of regards. You know, if you play at K-State, it doesn't matter what the sport is. I mean, the fans just, uh, they soak it up. They they live, they eat, they breathe, everything that goes on with football. And it's, um, you know, it's a good uh, stair step to what transpires during the, the the college year. I mean, you know, now K-State's got Jerome Tang. I can't begin to tell you the the enthusiasm and the excitement for K-State basketball. And Jerome Tang hadn't coached the game yet. But, um, you know, I, I think when you look at K-State's schedule, if Kansas State goes 3-0, and their first Big 12 game is going to be a tough one. It's on the road, which K-State always starts on the road. It seems like it'll be at OU. But I really think if K-State stays healthy, especially in a couple of big areas, this is a football team that can, you know, I think very well get to nine wins without a doubt. Has the staff settled on a quarterback? Is that quarterback battle complete? Is it done? Is it Martinez's job? I mean, where are they going with the quarterback spot? Well, my perception is that uh, Martinez is the the horse that's out in front right now. Uh, with you know what he did at Nebraska, uh, he's got better guys around him now. I think he's you know again it's it's a work in progress learning the offense and what case it does here every day. But uh, Chris Kleiman has not come out and said uh, that that Martinez is the number one guy and that he's going to start September 30th in South Dakota. That's just that's my impression right now. He is. He's well put together. He runs well. Again, he's bouncing back from a surgery. So, you know, I think he's a, he's a better thrower than people realize. He's got Deuce Vaughn behind him, which is going to make him a better quarterback in K-State's offense more dangerous. So, to me right now, uh, just again with, with my two eyes and, and my intuition, I think Martinez is the guy that's in front. You mentioned Deuce Vaughn. He, he's a junior. We, we were talking about it earlier it feels like Deuce Vaughn has been there for about 20 years. I mean, this 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 is a player that can just about do anything he wants to on a football field. You're right, and uh, it'd be awesome if he could stay another 20 years. Um, <laughs> the kid is, um, boy, I just I don't know where to start with him. He is a he's a complete young man. Um, I know yesterday there's a a feature that's that's up every day on K-State's website uh, called K-State Sports Extra. And yesterday it was about Deuce Vaughn and, you know, Brian Anderson, the running backs coach, uh, talking about just how, how complete, um, again, Deuce Vaughn is from how he takes care of himself uh, to his work ethic in the weight room to his study habits, both in the classroom and in the football, um, you know, in the football side of it as well he is humble he is affable he is um you know he, he's a kid that you just love to be around and i think the sky's the limit for this kid um you know i i can't wait to see what he becomes at the next level but first things first i know there's there's some more work he wants to get accomplished um at kansas state and uh he's i mean he's the straw that stirs the drink and that's why i think offensively with Martinez at quarterback and what K-State has returning a wide receiver, I just I think this offense now run by Colin Klein is going to be just that much better here in 22. Hey, but with Deuce Vaughn there, is it is it still run first? 
Well, I think K-State can be better in the passing game. And I think K-State's got to be better in the passing game. Um, you know, with with Skylar Thompson, uh, who's you know who's now had a really good camp with the Miami Dolphins to this point, uh, you knew exactly what you were going to get. You had such great experience in, in precision throwing the football. And, you know, when he got knocked out last year, that, that set K-State back. Uh, and that's the key for Martinez. You know, his his bugaboo at Nebraska was throwing, throwing it to the wrong jersey. And if if the passing game can hold up its end of the bargain and, and keep defenses from just completely ganging up on Deuce Vaughn, then, again, I like K-State's chances. Yeah, I mean, defenses, they're going after Deuce Vaughn wherever he is. K-State's got to do a lot of things to free him up, keep defenses honest. Uh, at times, you know, he's going to be the he's going to be the decoy that's out there. But you know, I I think K State's going to be a little bit closer to that. You know, having the kind of balance uh, that they want. We talked a lot about the offense, and by the way, we're visiting with Matt Walters from the uh, Kansas State radio team. Matt, we talked a lot about the offense. What about the defense for twenty two? Is is this is this unit set? Are there still some competitions going on on the defensive side of the ball? And and what are your expectations for Kansas State's defense? Well, when you start up front, uh, you know Eli Huggins is back, and he's the old guy. He's the one that's long in the tooth up front, uh, and he's taking advantage of you know the extra year. Uh, so in in the middle of the defensive front, Huggins is very solid and sturdy. Uh, you know, at defensive end, you've got really, you know, maybe the defensive player of the year in the Big 12 and uh, Felix Andy D.K. Uzama, who is just, you know, he exploded on the scene last year. You know, one of the keys is um, Khalid Duke, who's coming back from a, a bad knee injury that he suffered against Nevada last year. And K-State's kind of protecting him right now. Chris Kleiman has said he's a go for week one. We'll, we'll see if that actually happens. But if you have those guys and Duke can – Duke can also slide back and give you a little different look at linebacker, uh, kind of an outside linebacker look, uh, Tom. But, you know, those two guys are just freak athletes. The, I think the biggest competitions right now are at the back end at safety. Uh, K-State lost a fair amount in the secondary, but they've got, you know, one of the best corners in the, in the league in Julius Brents. Um, and I think for K-State, right now, that's really where the, the focus is, is trying to get – um, get things settled and situated at safety. They have a couple of new linebackers. Will Honus is a, a kid from from Kansas, from this state, but spent most of his career with Martinez up in Nebraska, and he's a kid that could come in uh, and help as well. But you know, Daniel Green has a chance again to be one of those first team all league kind of guys and, and really wreak havoc at linebacker. He's just he's become so big and physical, and now understands the game a lot better. I would. I would be surprised if he doesn't have a huge year and becomes again that that first team kind of guy that you uh, that you definitely want on defense. Matt, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, the Bears and the and the Kansas State Wildcats get together in November here in Waco. And boy, and I'm looking forward to you coming in and and buying us dinner and and you know having a good time. The expense tab is unlimited, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your vacation. <laughs> oh, boy. Matt, thanks. Have a great day. We appreciate your time today. Take care, Tom. Good to talk to you. You too, buddy. Matt Walters the uh, from the Kansas State radio team. And uh, the uh, the uh, Kansas – and you look, everybody we've talked to, you, you said, who's the sleeper in 
in the Big 12? Who's that one team that can make that that leap uh, from, you know, and again, they were a solid club seven and five a year ago. Uh, but uh, everybody talks about Kansas State and just how good they could be. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, uh, it is uh, 8.13. We're 13 minutes after 8 o'clock. What do you say we take a look at the weather forecast here this morning, let you know what's coming up for uh, for the day as we roll through a Friday. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. Well, it's going to be partly cloudy today, then turning cloudy a little later on this afternoon. Wow, we are not, we are not going to reach 100 degrees. Boy. There's a party, huh? It's supposed <laughs> to be 99 today. Uh, 76 for the overnight low. Right now, we've got sunshine at 78 at ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Austin oh, Abram Smith spins out of the tackle. He's to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Abram Smith into the end zone. Getting it in. Yeah! Touchdown, Abram Smith. Touchdown, Bears. Abram Smith punches it in for Baylor. <laughs> I love it. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's exercise, it's fun, and it's free. This fall, join Let's Walk Waco and create your own walking group with friends and family. Register today for prizes along the way. Registration and instructions can be found on the Let's Walk Waco website. Stop by now today, walkwaco.com. What are you waiting for? Register today at walkwaco.com and get the fun started. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Calling all my local ladies. 
This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Our season is in full swing and we are looking for new rock stars in all departments. If you're tired of your everyday run-of-the-mill gig and long for something greater with good solid income, then hightail yourselves down here ASAP. Bring your spunk and enthusiasm. Do yourselves a favor and join our rowdy bunch today. Come see us at 4201 South Jack Colchin Freeway, right off I-35 and New Road at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling and Foundation, Myatt Fuels, and Asco Equipment in Belton. Eight eighteen. Stephanie is present and accounted for. Accounted for. There's only one of me. All right. Well, I mean, there's (laughs) days where you just blow us off and don't show up i mean oh brother here we go <laughs> one of your 43 vacations nah uh, all right so uh i guess we're going to talk about tennis surfing or, or uh... actually i'm gonna throw you for a loop today oh yeah how's that we're gonna talk football excuse me real yeah. football real football well you go girl okay so Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, no Antonio Brown. All right, yeah. nobody's picking him up for this season, so yeah. he's decided he's going to be a rapper. There you go. And he's also <laughs> supposedly has a CTE, which is memory loss. So I don't know how he's going to end brain trauma from being hit on the football field. So how's he going to be a rapper? Don't you have to like remember your words? Well, yeah, but I think if if he really is suffering from from that, uh, I don't think he needs to be playing football. I don't think so either. So. But yeah, he's not he's not going to be playing this year. He's going to pursue his career as a rapper. Okay. So what else you got? Tom Brady. Oh, what Let's about? Let's talk Brady? about Tom Brady. Yeah. So he retired, then he comes back. Well, uh-huh. he's not even with them right now. He's not playing, and the coach for the Tampa Bay is saying that he will not even come. Come back until August 20th after they play Tennessee that he is on a personal leave. Here's my thoughts. Mm -hmm. He reportedly, right, signed a contract with Fox Sports for $375 million over 10 years. I think he's going to stay gone, then come back and retire again. No. You don't think so? No. He's taking care of some personal business. Look, he's played 20-something years. He doesn't have to go through camp to get ready to play he's you know he's ready to play right now so he's got something he's got to do it's all smoke he really just he's gonna play he's gonna play this year and then he might step away again he might maybe so he might well then the last thing is august 13th which is tomorrow yeah is international left-handers day what are you gonna do for me i know what do you want to do you're going golfing I'm going to play in the morning, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's, I'll be done. Okay. Bye. Well, me and my boo will meet up with you and buy you a drink. How's that? <laughs> boo. He's <laughs> <laughs> my boo. Oh, he's my boo. All right. But anyway, Steve Young, right? Yeah. Great quarterback from the 49ers. I didn't realize this, that when he stopped playing, when he left BYU, he went over to the USFL Uh huh. and then he went to Tampa. And then of course, you know, his story at 49ers. Yeah. So, but yeah, great quarterback. So there you go. That's my football talk for the day. All right. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Way to go. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend and say hello to your boo. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'll say hello to him as soon as I get off work today. All right. We'll call you. How's that? Yeah, that'd be great. All right.
Uh, I'll have it on silent, but anyway. (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) Have a good day. That's Stephanie from Sales. Go sell something. I am. That's Stephanie from Sales uh, talking sports here on a Friday. All right. uh, Let's see. Where are we going here? Hey, I, I wanted, you know, we talked, Ryan, the other day about yesterday in fact we, we talked about StubHub and their top 10 games and, and what those tickets were going for well StubHub also released the uh and, and this is a, a, according to uh the, the athletic but they also have released uh, w- what schools just their their tickets aftermarket tickets are going are, 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 are going for and, and who are the top 10 schools you ready the number one school is Ohio State. Their tickets are averaging in, in aftermarket sales, basically StubHub, $412 a ticket. Ooh. Alabama, $312. And I'm just now I'm just kind of going all over the place. Texas, $337. Georgia, $382. A&M, $216. Notre Dame, $236. Michigan, $156. Interesting. Uh, Penn State 207, Auburn 160, and LSU 230. That says the average 2022 college football resale price is up 5% from the same time last year. And the top 10 in demand are, are those two those 10 teams we just read. Over 400 on average for Ohio State. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Yep, that's the uh, that's the aftermarket uh, you know, the uh, resale I can't say aftermarket resale is what they technically call it. But anyway, I, I just found that interesting that if you want to go, if you said, you know what, let's let's do one of those crazy things. Let's let's pick a Saturday. Let's just go get some airline tickets. Let's fly and go watch Ohio State play football. $412 per ticket. <laughs> so uh, there you go. All right. It is uh, 823. We're 23 after eight. This is game time coming up in just a couple of minutes. We're going to talk with uh, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle is in Denver and uh, he is there covering the Cowboys and he'll be on the sideline for the uh, Silver Star Network tonight, uh, tomorrow night. But uh, I want to get his thoughts on, you know, the, the, the scrimmage. Now, of course, we hear that there's been a lot of skirmishes. Well, that happens every single time you have team scrimmage. That's just part of the equation. But I want to know what work they got done. Uh, you know, did, did the ones go against the ones? How, how did that work? Because you, we're not going to get a big, a big picture look tomorrow night. We're just not. No. But did they get some, did they get some quality work done yesterday? And, and what's, you know, what's ahead today? So we'll talk to Kyle about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Right now, we want to tell you that we're brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. And again, that new location is uh, under construction. And man, they ho- they hope to, I think they're talking September next month, maybe to, to get it open. So we'll have to double check on that. But uh, the, the new location is going to be next door to Busby Feed, and it is going to be spectacular. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been serving Central Texas since 1943. The Emory family uh, four generations have been taking care of Central Texas with their pipe and steel needs. Uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has built the reputation one customer at a time. In other words, they're going to take great care of you. And they want you to uh, 
to to have a a positive experience when you uh, when you visit with those folks about structural steel pipe and metal building components. Uh, they offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, and much, much more. They also carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches. If you're building a metal building or maybe even a barn dominium, which is, uh, you know, it's a hot thing right now, uh, check with Pioneer Steel and Pipe and they'll be happy to help you find the best contractor for your particular project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has two great locations. They're down in Bryan and still currently serving you at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 7.30 until 5, and they're open on Saturdays from 8 until noon. And, of course, you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The Big 12, they tried to put a bear hug on the Pac-12. Okay, what does that mean? It means that they use some of those talks to take a peek at the Pac-12 and its finances while at the same time singling out some of those member schools of the Pac-12 and saying, come be with us. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This month, Alan Samuels is having to make this the summer event on the new 2022 Ram trucks. Designed to be durable, functional, and stylish, these legendary award-winning trucks give you that first-class feel. Luxurious leather trim seating options, exceptional leg room and storage, plus surround view camera options that you'd expect from a premium truck. Come see our selection today or browse online at alansamuelsdcj.com. Alan Samuels in Waco, the place to shop for Ram trucks. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucen Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucen builds cushion electric and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment and they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 
The Astros beat the Rangers 7-3 to claim the season series. Houston has won 10 of the 14 games played so far with five games still left to the series. The Astros post Oakland this weekend. The Rangers are at home against Seattle, and you can hear tonight's game on ESPN Central Texas. The Midway All-Stars are back on the diamond tonight. They're 2-0 in pool play at the Little League Softball World Series and take on Virginia tonight at 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Two NFL preseason games last night. The Giants beat New England 23-21, and Baltimore top Tennessee 23-10. The Cowboys start the preseason against Denver tomorrow night, while the Texans face New Orleans. The NBA will retire Bill Russell's number six jersey league-wide. Players who currently wear the number can do so if they win. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. 30 Cowboys and the Broncos coming up tomorrow night right here on ESPN Central Texas. Brad Sham with the call as we usher football back into uh, Central Texas tomorrow night right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, covering the game on the television side will be Kyle Yeomans, and Kyle joins us from Denver this morning. Good morning, Kyle. How are you? I am fantastic as always. I mean, it's it's good to get football back on the television screens. I mean, we had a couple games last night. I think there's a few coming up tonight, and then of course into the weekend. It's a it's a full plate of games, including the Cowboys. And we're we're out here in Denver. We got to see a little bit of the the uh, the the pads hitting again yesterday because we got the joint practice with the Broncos, but. It, it, it's finally back, and that's the that's the fun part about this whole thing. So, and we were talking about this uh, earlier the the Cowboys and Broncos tomorrow night. But what's with the with the the scheduled practices against each other? Is that where the real work is getting done? Yeah, it, it's really the best way to describe it is controlled chaos. Uh, and the reason being is you, you have the red jerseys on your quarterbacks. So first and foremost, you, you don't have quarterbacks taking hits. So Dak Prescott's able to get work. Russell Wilson's able to get work. I mean, these guys can go through here and, and confidently uh, stand in the pocket and, and be able to deliver the football without having uh, the risk of injury barreling down on top of them. So, that's that's really the number one thing is to keep your quarterbacks healthy. And the second reason is you can kind of script what you want to work against as well because one team can can talk to another team and it's pretty much collusion on hey we want to see how this receiver deals with man coverage or hey this is what he needs to see in zone coverage and you can have that on the opposite side uh, just having a conversation with a defensive coordinator on the other side of things. And they basically shape the practice. They shape the reps to challenge certain guys. And that's what happened yesterday. I mean, we saw uh, the Cowboys really go up against different looks, different schemes, uh, different rush packages than they had in, in during their time in Oxnard and, and during their own training camp. So it, it's a different look. It, it's almost like throwing your own team a curveball in batting practice. Uh, and letting things kind of work itself out. And, and that's the, the way that they got the work done t- yesterday. And it's how they'll do it in two practices with the Chargers next week. And one might ask, well, why can't you do that with when you're in camp against your own people? Well, it's 
it's a little bit different because you can do that. I mean, it's it's ultimately going to be a controlled chaos to a certain extent while you're in camp. But at the same time, I mean, you're 100% is probably not going to be your 100% when you're playing up against your teammates and mm-hmm. your brothers and the guys that you're ultimately going to go to battle against. Whereas then in practices like this, you look on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, you have nothing to give to the other team other than your best effort, I guess is the best way to describe it is you're going up against an opponent that is for a different squad that does not have any kind of responsibilities to you. And it, 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 I mean, that ultimately showed yesterday whenever they had some pushing and shoving and about six different scuffles that we saw throughout the course of practice. Who won them, by the way? Who who are the winners? Uh, I would probably say (laughs) it's it's probably 4-2 Denver in that regard. Uh, I mean, there was a couple where Dallas pushed back a little bit, but but Denver was the more physical team yesterday, and and it was pretty obvious. Even throughout practice, I thought Denver out-muscled and and to a certain extent bullied the Cowboys uh, in, in certain occasions, especially in the ground game. I thought Dallas was was run on on the defensive side of the football, and they did not establish the ground game on the offensive side. So, yeah, it was it was a physical practice. It's it's different seeing somebody in a different jersey on the opposite side of you. Uh, but also, you you talk about the heat. They were able to ramp up the heat. It's about twenty five degrees hotter in Denver than it was in Oxnard, and the altitude allowed them to to really train at a higher efficiency, uh, and of course, make things a little bit tougher on the guys as well. So it it was a good day of work yesterday. From your perspective and your view, can you kind of see where, how this team is developing and and what this team is going to look like as you move into, into September and into the regular season, or was it just pretty base and generic stuff? No, you can really kind of see how this thing's starting to take shape. And, uh, it's still exceptionally early. We still haven't even played the first preseason game. So, there's a lot of concern right now around Cowboys nation for the offensive line, because they've been dominated in practice uh, in Oxnard. And then yesterday had, they really did have a rough day against a good front seven from Denver, but they were really challenged in that regard. So there's concern around the offensive line, but if you think about it specifically with, with where they are in the season, I mean, we're still about three weeks away from uh, maybe even four weeks away from actually getting any kind of snaps uh, for meaningful snaps in the regular season. We're about a day under a month until the first regular season game. So there's still plenty of time for the offensive line to get their feet underneath them and to find a rhythm. And, and that's what so, I was going to follow up with. Uh, any, so you're not red flagging the offensive line just yet? Not yet, but I've got it in my back pocket. Like that's that's kind of where you're at. You're not looking at – you're looking at the panic button. At, at the moment for the offensive line, you're not touching it. You haven't even opened the case again. You haven't even gotten to that point where like you can, you can directly go and, and smash that panic button. You're not there yet, but you just know it's there. You know that it's a possibility at some point along the way, because the, the offensive line has not looked great at the moment. The the opposite side of that though, is the defense has looked phenomenal. I mean, Micah Parsons looks like he's going to challenge for a defensive player of the year award. Uh, J Ron curse. He's been a little bit banged up. Trayvon Diggs has been a little banged up. So it's allowed some guys to get in on the depth side of things like a Marquise bell, a nation, Wright, and, and both of those guys have, have played well in their absence, uh, over these last three or four practices. So 
I really like what I'm seeing from the defense. And, and you asked me about how the the team is starting to take shape. I mean, if I really had to, to, to lay it all down, I think this is going to be a defensive-minded football team. I think they are going to lead the way. I think that's where the success is going to be. I think the offense will eventually catch up at some point. But right now, man, the defense is just light years ahead, and, and there's a, a reason for that. And I really do think it's the leadership of Dan Quinn and the buy-in from the guys on that side of the football that returned from a really good defense a year ago. You mentioned the deficiencies on the offensive line. Can is it is it collectively? Is it a group, or can you kind of figure out? Well, we're, we're, there's there's some needs here, and and maybe there's some strengths here along that offensive line. It's more inconsistencies than anything because you have some consistency with Zach Martin because he's taking the majority of the snaps uh, when he can at the guard spot. You won't see him in the preseason. But whenever he's in the game, you're going to get Zach Martin being Zach Martin. Tyron Smith has done the exact same thing. When he's in the football game, you're going to be fine. It's just when is he going to be in the football game? Because that's the biggest question. Behind him, the the swing tackles have not been good. Matt Willetsko has been hurt for really the majority of camp after a shoulder injury that, that sidelined him and really the first padded practice. And then you've got Josh Ball who has been given the full opportunity to come in and win that, that swing tackle job. And he has not lived up to the expectation. Uh, he's really struggled on practice to practice. Um, and you could say the same thing really on the opposite side, Terrence Steele inconsistency. He's had great reps against guys like Bradley Chubb yesterday, but he then would get blown up like uh, every couple plays by a guy named Malik Reed. I mean, there was, there's not a fully consistent, fully confident offensive front up there. And then you're, of course, trying to figure out who your starting guard's going to be on the left side with Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern. And then Tyler Biotish has had some ups and some downs as well. It's not collectively, oh my gosh, this offensive line is just not ready for the challenge. It's more so of how can we find the consistent unit to work with? Because right now they're they're switching guys around, they're moving guys in certain spots spots and they're playing these different scenarios so when will they settle in and say here's our best five let's make sure that they that we protect Dak Prescott we can establish a ground game that's what I'm worried about is when will that consistency come is it going to come in week three of the preseason or is it going to come in week four or five of the regular season that's going to be the difference in how well you get off uh, or how, how good of a start you get off to in the regular season as well. Oh, Kyle, we've been talking for weeks now about the wide wide receiver situation for the Cowboys. Take C.D. Lamb completely out of the equation. There's a lot of unproven talent on this wide receiver core. And going into tomorrow night's game, there's going to be, and the rest of the preseason, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for this unproven talent to go out there and show what they're made of. Who is the number one receiver in this core taking out C.D. Lamb that you think that will step up in the preseason? Yeah, no, that's a great question because you you really go into this preseason, you're going to get everybody from the wide receiver standpoint outside of Lamb uh, vying for either a roster spot or a higher spot on the depth chart because they're not going to rest any other guys outside of CD uh, in these games. So I'm keeping an eye on two guys specifically. I'll I'll throw three guys in there. So Jalen Tolbert is is probably the first one. He was was a third-round pick in this April's draft, and a guy who really showed up when it was game time with South Alabama, set school records all across the board, 
uh, was really solid at the senior bowl and was just a, a, a solid receiver at the collegiate level, but he's going up against talent that he's never seen yesterday. He, he did all right. He, he, he was targeted probably more than anybody against a, a good secondary from Denver. So I want to see him carry that into the game. The second one is, is Noah Brown. He's been the most consistent receiver throughout training camp so far. And, and ultimately he's been a, a preseason receiver before, but still not somebody who has really performed when the lights have come on. They want him to take that next step and to be a number two or number three receiver underneath CD lamb uh, to where he can show that, Hey, it, it used to be Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson, Cedric Wilson kind of distanced himself in that race. And now it's Noah Brown's turn to try and do it without Cedric Wilson on the roster. And then the third one is Simi Fehoko. He, he had uh, kind of a slow start to camp, but really he's come on lately. Uh, very impressed with what he did at the last practice in Oxnard. I mean, he caught five of his seven passes. He had a, a touchdown grab that was contested in the end zone where he kind of went up awkwardly over the top of a corner, but still came down with the football. Uh, he's one of those guys, again, when the lights come on, can he perform? Because he hasn't done it yet, but he certainly has some of the traits to, to get the job done. Those three guys are going to be in the, the main competition to make the roster. Uh, and then there's a slew of guys underneath that that are also going to try and make an impact. I suspect uh, most, or not most, I, I suspect a lot of starters won't be in the game. And if they are in the game, they're not going to be in the game very long. So as a Cowboy yeah. fan, what do you want us to watch for? What, what, what are our takeaways? What are we looking to, to learn from tomorrow night? Well, I think a lot of your question marks outside of the, maybe the starting left guard spot, actually, and even that, most of the question marks, like I was saying, are going to be decided through the preseason. Your questions aren't surrounding Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and then on the opposite side of the football, Micah and Trayvon Diggs and Jaylon Curse and guys like that are not playing. You don't have questions on them. You have questions on who's going to be your swing tackle because that's, of course, been a conversation because Tyron Smith has missed 20 games over the last two years. So can Josh Ball be the swing tackle? He's going to play the majority of the snaps coming up this weekend or yeah, coming up tomorrow. And then you've got who is your second and third and fourth wide receivers. Like we just asked a second ago, boom there, that's going to happen all the way throughout the game. I, I don't think there's going to be a moment where they sit some of these wide receivers. I think all of them will play all four quarters. Um, and then on the defensive side of the football, uh, who's going to be the rotation that sticks around on the defensive line. You feel really comfortable about what your defensive line brings to the table because there's more depth in that position than there has been in probably a decade. So who is going to be the odd man out on the defensive line? It's all competition. It's all individual. But there is plenty of storylines throughout the offseason that uh, Cowboys fans, even though it's not mattering with the wins and the losses, you're going to see how the, the makeup of this team can take you on a deep run very, very quickly, because it's going to be really interesting with all of these different battles and these different scenarios that could certainly play out in Denver. You mentioned the uh, the competition at wide receiver. Does it matter that it's not Dak throwing to him tomorrow night? Um, I mean, it certainly would be great to see Dak throw to those guys a little bit more. 
But you you got that work yesterday with the joint practice, and Dak was thrown to those guys. You get that work in Oxnard, and then you also will get it twice next week against the Los Angeles Chargers. So I, I think we're going to see Dak throw to these guys plenty. Tomorrow is going to be okay. Who can stand out while Dak is not throwing the football? Who's going to step step uh, step up whenever Cooper Rush is at quarterback or Ben DiNucci is at quarterback and. I mean, Will Greer is not expected to play. He's been a little bit bit banged up, which is unfortunate because I think he had really presented a bit of a challenge for the backup quarterback job, but he's probably not going to be active tomorrow. And if he is, probably won't play a whole lot. So it'll be majority of Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci uh, carrying the the quarterback snaps. But if you can stand out with those guys at at wide receiver and, and, and with those guys throwing you the football, then, of course, when Dak Prescott's in the game, I think you have just that much more confidence on top of what he could do to make these receivers successful. So what are you uh, What are you going to be featuring tomorrow night? Have, uh, have we had our production meetings? <laughs> so do we, do we know what we're doing tomorrow night on the, on the sidelines, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things going on. So we get, we get underway, countdown to kickoff, get started at 7 o'clock, I believe, Central Time. I'm, my timing's all messed up. We were on the West Coast, now we're in Mountain <laughs> Time. I mean, if I said that wrong, then then forgive me, Waco. I, I promise I'll get back to it at some point. i got to tell my parents who are down there at some point what, what time my, my TV starts. So uh, I'll make sure and relay it back to you, Tom. But right. uh, count, count down the kickoff. It's an hour-long pregame show. We'll have Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, Babe Waffenberg, all on the uh, the interview side of things. For that broadcast, I'll host that that pregame show. And then on the sideline, we've got so many interviews lined up. I've already lost count of who's going to be a part of it. So uh, I'll, I'll feature some wide receiver talk at the beginning, mm-hmm. right before kickoff. And then maybe if there's some kind of breaking news between now and then, I'll probably hit that as well. But uh, it'll be a lot of fun on the TV side. Bill Jones leading the way. Isaiah Stanback, Dave Waffenberg on the call. I'll be on the sidelines and uh, we'll we'll get you the best coverage out there uh, alongside the radio thing. Kyle, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks uh, thanks for getting up early with us and and uh, and doing this this morning. And uh, uh, enjoy the call tomorrow night. Awesome, sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. That is Kyle Yeomans uh, from the uh, Cowboy Network, and he, he'll be handling uh, pregame and and uh, sideline reporting for the television side. Our radio broadcast with Brad Sham, the legendary voice of the Cowboys right here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. It is 847. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. CD Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Broncos, Saturday night at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. Are you worried about losing your pet in the cracks in your yard? Or does it sound like walking on potato chips when you walk across your lawn? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. This heat and lack of rain is causing the soil beneath your foundation to shrink, leaving you with cracked walls, sticking doors, and a cranky spouse. But do not fear, the Foundation Doctor can help. We've been dealing with these soils for many years, and we know just how to get you back on the level. Foundation repair doesn't have to be scary, and with the doctor, it won't be. 
We have more repair options than anyone in town and we'll craft the right solution for you and your home. And if need be, we'll help you fish your chihuahua out of that crack in your yard. So give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, t-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tack, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Just a few days, area schools start again. At Morrison's Gifts, we have the perfect solution for the students on your list. Choose a personalized John Hart backpack or a lunchbox, now 20% off. How about a luggage piece or a Consuela or Lola brand bag or purse? Need a clear bag for football and fall sports? Morrison's has the style and size to fit your need. Great dorm room gifts as well. Remember, we can ship to your student anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive next to Jason's Deli. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Astros beat the Rangers 7-3 to claim the season series. Houston has won 10 of the 14 games played so far with five games still left to the series. The Astros post Oakland this weekend. The Rangers are at home against Seattle, and you can hear tonight's game on ESPN Central Texas. The Midway All-Stars are back on the diamond tonight. They're 2-0 in pool play at the Little League Softball World Series and take home Virginia tonight at 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Two NFL preseason games last night. The Giants beat New England 23-21, and Baltimore more top Tennessee 23-10. The Cowboys start the preseason against Denver tomorrow night while the Texans face New Orleans. The NBA will retire Bill Russell's number six jersey league-wide. Players who currently wear the number can do so if they win. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, 8.51, we're uh, nine away from 9 o'clock. This is game time coming up at 9. It's Greeny, 3 o'clock this afternoon. J-Mo will be here doing his thing. So uh, that's uh, coming up here on ESPN Central Texas. We mentioned the Cowboy game tomorrow night against the Broncos. And again, that's a 7 o'clock broadcast. We had actually had a couple of exhibition games last night as the Ravens beat the Titans 23-10 to and the Giants the New York Giants beat the New England Patriots 23 to 21. Now, <laughs> the fun part of that deal is <laughs> you know, they they've got the, the the Patriots obviously made some coaching changes and they got you know, got some guys back, guys that went off to be head coaches and it didn't quite work out. In fact, one went off to be the 
Giants head coach and it didn't work out. Now they're back with Bill Belichick. And there's conversations about who's doing what. Well, they didn't ask about the game so much last night. The media asked about who's calling the plays. Hey, Bill, uh, we saw both uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge uh, taking turns on uh, play call duty tonight on the offense. Is that the plan moving forward, having them switch back and forth? And do you plan on naming a, uh, a single guy or going with both? Yeah, well, we, you know, we, we did this game. We, we did a lot of things in this game that are, you know, going to be beneficial in the long run. So whether it's on the coaching staff, playing time, players play it and so forth. I mean, that's all you know, part of the process. Did he answer the question? No. <laughs> did he get close to answering the question? He did a full circle dance around it. He didn't even get remotely close to answering the question. So let's take another shot at it. Do you know if one will call plays when the regular season arrives? Yeah, well, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> so have you decided? <laughs> We're going through a process. Going through that process. They are indeed going through the process so there you go that's a that's a decision making process on who's going to be calling the plays and uh, all that good stuff so there you go eight uh, eight fifty four hey the rangers as we mentioned taking on why would you pick seattle well i it, it, i think it's saturday right uh that they're going to have the um ranger hall of fame induction ceremonies yes. and uh it, it should be uh should be fun. Ian Kinsler's going in, and uh, uh, John Blake. John Blake. So Blake is uh, a, a media person. He's the one that that sets up all the interviews and, and gets all that kind of stuff. They call it media relations, and he's a longtime media relations guy for the Rangers. And he's going into the, the their Hall of Fame. Ian Kinsler is going into the Ranger Hall of Fame, and spent most of his career with the Rangers. And then he spent some time with the Detroit Tigers. I'm trying to think if, if that's the only two teams that he's played for. I believe that was it. So uh, that'll be that'll be coming up on Saturday. So the, it, it, so keep in mind, we're going to carry that for you. And uh, I think we're going to start instead of 5 o'clock on Saturday, we're going to start around 445. So it will be a little earlier start time for the Rangers and the uh, – and the uh, – uh, Seattle Mariners. So there you go. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for us here on a Friday. We're back on Monday morning. Again, don't forget, John is coming up at three this afternoon. Matt will be here at four as we get you closer and closer to football. Uh, Bears continue fall camp in preparation for Albany and high school teams uh, continue well with scrimmages tonight as they get ready for their opener on Friday, August the 26th or Saturday the 27th in the case of the Temple Wildcats. And uh, the, I guess some games will probably be played on Thursday as well. So, anyway, uh, that uh, that is what we got for you uh, here on uh, coming up over the next couple of days. Uh, <laughs> grumpy old fan, by the way, on our CNC Collision Center text line said, Belichick should let Saban know that's what rebuilding really looks like. <laughs> Good one. Uh, we will uh, we'll do it again on Monday morning. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk about that Cowboy game and whatever else we can get into. Monday morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.